Hey, everyone. Uh, nobody's on. Nobody's in this meeting yeah, with me here. My, uh, so I'm reaching out. There's no one here. It's just me right now. So this could be a very short program, <laughs> and we'll reload till next week. I'll tap dance and see if uh, our, our experts show in. We're supposed to do education, Microsoft Teams education. We chatted yesterday, so I don't know if the meeting invite didn't get to them or whatever. Anyway, uh, I'll tap dance for a minute and see if they show up. Shingles. Have you guys had shingles? I have. N- I have not. And I don't intend to. So I've had the two shingle shot panel, I guess you call it. I had the first one in, let's go with September. And that knocked me out, like worse than the COVID shot. So the COVID shot, you know, you feel bad for a little while and, and you go. That one like took me out for a day and a half, like fever, chills, the whole thing. But then, then you're good. I had the second shingles shot on, what's today, Friday, on Wednesday morning. And I'm like, this is great no problem. It's like all day. I'm waiting for it to hit, waiting for it to hit nine o'clock at night with nothing. 10 PM hits. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to go to sleep and I'll just sleep through the, the fever and the chills. I could not. It took me two hours to get to sleep. I took the sleeping pills and the melatonin and all that. And then uh, it took me two hours to get to sleep. And then like every 30 minutes, according to my watch, I had my watch tracking and put my watch on and my watch tracking the, um, my sleep, and uh, yeah, I was sleeping for like thirty minutes, awake for eight minutes. Sleeping for thirty minutes, awake for eight minutes. So that um, that that was my. So yesterday I was a mess. I took a nap, and today I'm good. So hi everyone. Sorry, I'm I'm just tap dancing, seeing if our guests are going to show up. Um, you can ask. I guess you can do it. Stump the chump or whatever. Ask me questions in the chat. Oh, wow. Uh, Robert Carmichael got the shingles at 26. That's early. I got it because once you clear 50 years old, it's one of those things old people do. So I did it. My dad, isn't. he hasn't had the shingle shot. He's 70-something, 80-something, 1940 to 83. He hasn't gotten it, so I don't know if maybe it's a genetic thing that, that my family doesn't get it. But I'm just doubling down because I've heard that they are the worst. Best practices in rooms. We can do some some freestyling on best, best practices in rooms. Um, I'm just completed doing my first hybrid workshop. So thanks for all your work on that content. Well, thank you. I'm not sure exactly which content you're referencing, but the, uh, all the Microsoft training material that I did when I was at Microsoft is available on learn now. Um, it's like aka.ms slash learn teams rooms, teams rooms, learning, learning teams rooms, one, one aka.ms like that. You can download them all. I'm at Jobber now. So I have downloaded all that. And I think in March, uh, Microsoft always did the boot camps that I did, I was the lead trainer on. We're going to do it as part of Jabra. So for those of you who want to see the updated training or want to send your customers or partners or whatever to that, we're going to do that. This virtual background is one, a picture I took of my uh, office. And um, so that's that. Game of 60 minute stream of consciousness video about shingles. Hello everyone. Welcome to shingles talk. And uh, Dave, yeah, I, I am feeling better. I did get a good night's rest. Let's go back to your question about best practices in rooms. Boy, there's so many, right? Uh, there, there's a section in the training I just mentioned about best practices in rooms. So it starts with before you even buy any material, any equipment, what is the room, right? We're all talking open spaces, right? So if there are no walls, what what Im- that impacts the equipment you're going to buy they're, they're glass walls so now audio is going to bounce around light can be a challenge if you have all glass walls 
So the first thing, so the first best practice is know your space. Know the acoustics and lighting. Are, are, is everybody going to be backlit? Uh, maybe you have to buy some things. Maybe you have to buy shades that automatically shut down. Which then, how do they automatically shut down? You link in with Extron or Crestron or someone like that, which then dictates, do you want to have that all on the MTR, which kind of locks you down to Crestron. Uh, or, you know, you can just have a button on the wall, then you, then you can use any MTR vendor. Most people, you know, turn the lights on and the shades automatically come down. You don't have to do it from the MTR console. So the first best practice is know each room. Hopefully, and I'm thinking back to the offices I've worked in over the years, most of the conference rooms are roughly the same. Like uh, they're on the they're on the interior of the building, right by the elevator. So there's no lighting. But then there's always the the executive board of the office I'm thinking of. All windows, top floor, big desk. So that changes. Um, you know, so you so, see, so that 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 also leads to the God. I'm just rambling. Uh, Teams rooms Android versus Teams rooms Windows. So you could use Android on all the interior conference rooms because they were, you know, more stable. You didn't need to get into exotic AV and then Windows in the executive room. So that's that's like meeting room standard number one. Uh, number then then standardize on. Vent. I don't want to say how to say this. OEM. I think this is a personal thing. I don't think this is necessarily a thing. I just think if when I was in IT, uh, back then we bought HP everything, HP servers, HP laptops, HP PCs, because then we had one relationship. If uh, there was a bug, it would hit all of our laptops or all of our servers, but it's all fixed in one place. We didn't have to sit there and track down Lenovo and HP and Dell and IBM. Well, yeah, IBM for servers. We didn't have to track all that down. So I would go with um, um, try to pick try to pick one vendor. Now that may not work because your preferred Android vendor doesn't have Windows devices, or vice versa, your preferred Windows vendor doesn't have Android devices. So at least so try to keep it to minimal. Um, just reading the notes that Robert just put in. I work for Microsoft Teals program. We work with schools to bring in industry professionals to help teach computer science. One of my schools is having an issue with breakout rooms and teams. Teachers having to move all the volunteers around the breakout rooms instead of them being able to move themselves. Um, I don't. Th- yeah, you're, you're pushing my knowledge on breakout rooms. I thought that you can pre-assign breakout rooms now. You can pre-assign people into rooms. So that might help that situation. I don't know if this is just a statement or a question, but. This is Ramble Talk with Michael Tressler today. Um, you can pre-assign people into breakout rooms. Breakout room support is coming to Teams Rooms since this is uh, since it's Teams Rooms Talk. Breakout rooms is coming to Teams Room support. It's on the roadmap. And um, otherwise, if it's not working like that, it's like it's expected, then go with um, a support ticket. Patrick Young's jumping in. Control integration is coming to other vendors, for example, Yalink, QSC, and PolyExtron partnerships. So that's great to hear. I know Crestron is on the forefront of all that. And in the back of my head when I said that Crestron line, I was like, can Yalink? Yalink has some, some slide-out controls. They're, they're pretty progressive on that. So it looks like it's coming. Hi, Greg. Jeffries, greetings. I don't think I'll be at ISE, so I won't see you in Barcelona this year, Greg. Um, but if you're coming to Enterprise Connect, let's catch up. Uh, back to Teams room standards. So know the, know the room you're going to go to. Try to find all the rooms that are similar to each other and standardize on those. So, um, you know, roll through there. Then standardize on a vendor. 
is a thing. The install, yeah, use quality cabling. Uh, mount the control panel in the same place in every room. Some people mount them by the door. That's great. Uh, just walk in, hit join. Most of the time, I think the majority of meetings, people aren't pushing buttons other than join and exit for the most for the most part. And now there's the remote on your mobile device coming to the team's desktop client. So tap away on that uh, on your mobile phone. But mount those in all the same places. Mount the TVs at the right height. Mount the this is I'm hitting Greg Jeffries land here. Uh, mount the cameras at eye level with the attendees in in pretty much every room. Uh, if you need assistance, reach out to Greg Jeffries at Interactive Display. He'd love to talk to you on uh, standardizing your room design, especially the video portion of it. And then I think, unless I'm missing something obvious, operations. Uh, let's let's jump next to end user training. Train all your end users. It's awesome to hear. In my mind, because I've been in IT now for eight years, end user IT. I've been that's when I joined Mike, uh, Microsoft uh, six years six years ago. So it's been seven years since I was in, in IT. I'm happily surprised. Surprise is probably the wrong word. When I talk to people and they're like, "Yeah, our end users do all of this air quotes advanced stuff." Like to me, it's like, can you train people to to know to invite a conference room in their Outlook invite? It always seems like eh, when I think of like my mom or whatever, um, she wouldn't know how to do that. But proper training. Um, so Nate, hi, hi Nate. Um, I know Nate works at a, at a large company directly doing Teams room support, so he he could probably go on about. Uh, how he trains his users to, to use the MTRs properly. So there's another standard. Train your users. Um, you know, I wouldn't necessarily do it on onboarding because having onboarded uh, recently to job, you just get overwhelmed. You're busy trying to figure out how my how's my paycheck going to work. Like, how am I going to get paid? That's that's a priority for me. Uh, what are the HR policies here that might be tighter or more differently than elsewhere? Um I don't have time to learn about the unique of how to schedule a conference room. So maybe a, a, maybe two or three months after someone gets onboarded, throw the uh, Teams rooms training at them and then, you know, annual updates. So I would put that ahead of then the operations of the room as a priority. Then the operations is walk the rooms once a week. I'd love to hear Nate's comment on this. I feel like sending Nate a link and having to drag him in. Uh, walk the rooms once a week to make sure that the cables are still there, the TVs work. Um, yes, Teams Admin Center and Teams Premium or Teams Rooms Pro Portal will tell you a lot of things, but that's mostly software-based. It won't tell you that the HDMI ingest cable is broken, right? that somebody clipped the end off or or uh, that one of the speakers is live, but it's uh, buzzing, like the speaker blew, right? Because t- the speaker's still reporting into Teams. So, oh, visual display. Sorry, not interactive display. Sorry, Greg Jeffries, visual displays. Um so check out he's he's done some really good white papers, Greg Jeffries. So this is Ramble Talk since no no guests, including the co-hosts Martin and Ruben, aren't here. <laughs> so this is Ramble Talk for a little while. Uh, then check operations to make sure all of that works. And then uh, another best practice then as you start getting advanced is uh, leveraging Teams Pro Portal reporting analytics. You may want to consider third party. There's some some really good third party analytics that add onto. Teams rooms, the alerting in Teams Admin Center is terrible. So uh, you'll have to do third-party uh, alerting, really, unless you just want the emails from the, the pro portal. But if you want to – and then the pro portal will link into ServiceNow, but if you're not using ServiceNow, 
do things like that. So there's my long rambling unprepared answer on best practices for teams rooms. Um, Echoing Robert Carmichael's Teals shout out. It's a rewarding volunteer experience and you do not need to be a Microsoft employee. Oh, really? Gigging out with kids on computer science and local high school is super rewarding. AKA.ms slash Teals. I, uh, I came across Teals at Microsoft. What do we used to call that thing? Uh, there's the conference of not ignite. Damn it. It happened twice a year, once in Seattle, once in, then once in Vegas. And the Vegas one was really sales focused. The internal Microsoft Ignite, Ignite for internal Microsoft employees. Anyway, I was there and I met a Teals person and I probably should have followed up, but time, time passes and you give up. So Teals is a, is a program, I guess, for even non-Microsoft people to uh, apply your computer science knowledge or just your IT knowledge or whatever your particular skill is to high schools and students to mentor them. So you don't have to do a lot. Uh, You can do as much or as little as you want. So if you just want to pitch in for a day or two or make it a you know semester long commitment check out ak.ms slash teals i kind of forgot about that but it's one of the things we as a community can do to give back to the next generation and hopefully mold them to do things like um use teams and not outlook and no inspire was the sales one thanks josh inspire is the is the one for you know the, the annual sales kickoff in las vegas um they kind of got rid of it at microsoft which really sucks um, probably to cut funds. And then when Jean-Philippe left, that was his baby. So I don't think anyone really picked it up. Um, looks like there's some, some front row talk as well. Um, single screen every time for front row. I think, so single screen versus dual screen on front row. The, I, I think I, 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 I would lead, lean towards Greg Jeffrey's answer that a single screen for front row because you get a really large screen and there's a lot less bouncing around left and right. The only downside is you see fewer icons, uh, fewer heads on the bottom on single screen mode versus dual screen mode. I think that's the only downside. I think everything else, as far as cabling it up, um, ease of use, not having uh, bezels in the middle of an image, I think all of those are kind of the reasons why I, I think I tend to agree with Greg, unless you have a killer use case where you need to see eight heads on the bottom instead of six. I forget the exact number off the top of my head. I think that's the only time you would, you'd want to go with something else. Uh, let's see. Ramble talk with Michael Tressler. I'm running out of things to say. Training on the user of the room for regular users is a gap for most people that I see using the rooms I have set up. So Dave is kind of jumping in, uh, agreeing that there is a gap in end user training. And since this is teams Fridays, not teams rooms Fridays, I tend to think that is accurate the whole way through. I joined Jabra five weeks ago. There was zero teams training. Uh, We're not a huge company, 8,000 people, but you would think there's some canned module somewhere about how to use teams. And that, that wasn't there. Um, It would have been a waste of my time to watch it, but that's just because I've been, you know, doing teams since day one. Um, Actually before day one at Microsoft, you know, we rolled it out internally about three months before the, the general availability date. So, um, have have add that to your onboarding. I would onboard with, you know, even a 10 minute video on what is teams and how to use it. And then two or three months later, uh, teams rooms. And I, I just go two three months later, just cause I think it'll have a higher impact. People have been invited to a bunch of meetings for the first two or three months as they learn and ramp up. And about that time is when they will start creating their own meetings. Like they know their job. They have, you know, 
if they're a manager, they now have their people. If uh, if you're a, a pro, you know, if you're charged responsible for a product, whatever your task is, you may need to then set up meetings. So I think two to three months later um, is the right time for an MTR training. Let's see anything else before I just wrap it up after 17 minutes of me rambling. Anything else off the top of my head? I don't want to turn it into a, a, a Jabra advertisement because um, we're using the StreamYard paid by Microsoft, not by Jabra. So I'll try to be uh, cognizant of that. Um, one thing that is interesting, if you're uh, like like me on the Teams room side and Teams devices side, is actually running a Teams community for a not-for-profit is interesting because you run into all the things that you know about but didn't do anything about. Like we record um, our, our bylaws... They're old. We have to record every meeting according to the bylaws using a tape cassette recorder. We don't do that. We just fire up a Microsoft Teams meetings. Uh, started um, well once when I once I got there, we started using Teams. Um, people still show up uh, in person, but occasionally people do dial in, air quotes dial in, join via Teams meeting remotely, and then we record the meetings using Teams as opposed to a cassette tape player. Because, come on, Grandpa. Um. You know, a, a little while ago, Microsoft introduced the automatic deletion of recordings of meetings. And I knew that. So we've lost a bunch of our meeting recordings. <laughs> so then you, uh, when somebody points it out, the secretary pointed it out. He was like, um, hey, what happened to all the recordings of the meetings I've been recording? I'm like, oh, crap. So we just, since we so rarely, uh, we only record, you know, we're, we're small, not for profit. So yeah, make sure uh, it's it's fun being the team's admin, uh, admin as opposed to just the user. Even in your own lab, right? In your own lab, who cares about the ninety day meeting retention policy? Who cares, right? I'm not recording anything, and if I do, if I do record something like for a video, I copy it off from OneDrive to my PC, then put in the video editor, and and it's done. So fun times being the admin uh we use a ton of guest accounts ton of guest accounts we're not for profit we don't have money uh, at least not money to spend on a bunch of e1 or e3 licenses so guest accounts there are we pay for two e i want to say e3 licenses uh we also pay for a common area phone account we use one phone number all of the phones in the in the in the clubhouse are that one common area phone. And it's awesome. The common area phone thing, that one, that one license, that eight bucks a month, here is the common area phone from the clubhouse. I can answer the calls here at home. I'm right. Here's an audio codes that I'm using to, when it rings, I can say, Hey, thank you for calling the society. How may I help you? And I have, uh, if you followed me on LinkedIn, you saw, I got a bunch of free phones for the clubhouse. I have a ton more. So this year, the board, I'm going to try to coerce people to take some phones home because we don't have a, we, we, we're, we're open so sporadically, right? We're not, a, we're not a business. We're open for events and dances and concerts and festivals, but we're not open Monday through Friday, eight to five. So I'm going to send a bunch of, in this case, poly CCX 400s, I think, to board members with POE injectors using Wi-Fi, baby. As I train and train and train, don't use Wi-Fi for media. I'm going to let people just take phones home and put them on whatever random Wi-Fi they have, and we're going to live with it. Um, so we'll see how that works out. But but that's you know one common area phone license, eight bucks a month. We have eight phones on, on the little campus there, a ninth here, 
maybe four or five other people will, will agree to have the phone at home. So $8 for 15 phones, beat that. Uh, we're using that. And then the calling plan, we get three inbound calls a, a day on average, maybe two on average, and then a couple outbound calls. So I have all phones. Yes, William, I have all phones signed into the same cap account. Cap one at ourdomain.com, all of them. Um, there's, and, and, and by the way, that goes first to an auto attendant. So that phone number, the Microsoft calling phone number goes to an auto attendant. Thank you for calling the society. Um, if there's any important announcements, we're doing a, we're doing a concert. It's sold out. So I updated the announcement, no more tickets available for that. Then it goes to a call tree, press one for finance, press two for the Oktoberfest committee, press three for whatever, um, or just hang. Or, or, uh, so, so wait, hold on. Yeah, then just hang on. And then if you'd like to speak to someone, just hang on. Then it rings the phones, and uh, then it goes to voicemail for the Cap1 account. So it then goes to the Cap1 voicemail, which is awesome because then it sends me the transcription of the voicemail. I can then read it and forward that voicemail to the, the proper person. So if it's, you know, the finance person wasn't there, they didn't, well, they probably weren't there. So I can forward them like, hey, somebody was asking about payment or, you know, whatever. I, I can email that over to them. Also, there is a lady who does uh, check the voicemails whenever she goes in. So then I, I email her saying, hey, when you get to this voicemail, it's been taken care of. So, yeah, one common area phone account, 15 phones, and we run our business phone off of $8 a month plus the uh, PSTN calling charge, which I don't know what it is off the top of my head. Um, hot desking, not many information at all. Microsoft Spaces maybe will improve that. So hot desking. So what micro if you didn't see check my linkedin uh sandia rao at microsoft the product manager for all android devices or at least not well, i'm not sure how it is now it used to be all android devices now it's uh, microsoft except for microsoft teams rooms how does this work is this locked up how do i get back to the home page i'm hitting the teams button chat join Oh, well, I was going to show, here's the, here's the Crestron Teams display, which is apparently stuck on this screen. I don't use it very often, so, and like my camera, even I, I even hid my camera, hide the camera slider. So, hot desking. This is something that is there because it goes back. Hot desking has always been on Teams phones, actually it was back on Skype for Business phones, um, where people can just... You know, the, the phone is signed in as Alice, and then Bob can hit the hot desking button, sign in as Bob, and take over that phone for a period of time. And then he can sign out or a timer expires and he gets automatically signed out. And then so it's a way, it's a way to share devices. So that's the hot desking thing. Now Microsoft is, and I will say this straight up, I would I wouldn't have put it in these terms if I were still at Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft's behind the times on hot desk, they're trying to catch up. And so the idea with Teams Display, and it's a good idea. Uh, a lot of employees nowadays don't even carry laptops anymore. You do everything from your mobile phone. But there are times you find yourself in the office because you had meetings, and you do want to you do want to whip up a really important large email, or you want to take those notes you took on your phone. You took some notes during the meeting, and you want to write them up uh, better. So you, so you need you, you want a full keyboard situation. So you take so you go to the hoteling area where there are 30 teams displays. You can ad hoc hot desk it. You know, just basically go sign in as yourself, sign in as Alice, 
And there you have all the teams you want. And um, I believe you can get to some of the web-based office apps like Word, PowerPoint, Excel. Um, it's not easy to get to them, but you can get to them. And basically, you have to open an attachment off of your OneDrive and then wing it from there. So right there, it's not a great experience. You're limited to Teams and lucking your way into Office apps. So that's that's where it, it, it falls apart. I have this dream for Microsoft that they do one of two things. One, add a tightly curated app store so they can post all the Microsoft Android apps, right? The full version of Office, for example. And then curated apps from partners, be it Salesforce, ServiceNow, you know, those the Adobe, those same partners the Microsoft is really tight with. Maybe not the maybe not a couple of them. But and then and then you'd have the main business apps, you know, no games, no, no cruft. Um, and then you can use those local apps on Teams Display. I think a better solution is to have Microsoft Edge in a very tight sandbox. And then the admins can pin your company intranet, um, your company HR, a couple of the four or five, pin those onto the desktop or into a folder on the desktop. And then I, as the end user, can launch Edge and then just go to whatever site I want to. Super tight, super sandboxed. Yeah, Teams OS as well. Um, that's really kind of where I'm headed. But all you have to do is enable Edge, Edge access. And I think that gets you to 90% of PC replacement on a, a on an appliance. And the appliance model is great. You don't have to manage Windows updates. You don't have to worry about people plugging in, you know, malware-ridden USB devices. Uh, easy to update the OS, right? Just go to Teams Admin Center, go get the update. Or as we saw in uh, Selling Teams Rooms, you, the, ring, the native rings is now in Teams Admin Center, so you can put those on every, you know, every 60 days after the latest firmware. All your Teams devices, Teams displays get updated. So I think Teams displays are good. Um, I never use mine that I have on the desk. The only time I ever use my Teams display is one as a demo, like I just kind of held it up. And when I'm late for a meeting, like I overslept <laughs> and it's like, oh crap, I don't have time to sign in, find Teams. I can just go to the Teams display. It's going to already have a little thing popped up like your meeting started four minutes ago. You just click join, join it on there, sit down, get your desktop straightened out, transfer the call to the desktop. That's my use case. But again, this is home office. I do see a legitimate use case in uh, shared hotel spaces, but... Um, if I were in IT, I don't know how many I would buy until you can break out of the team's silo and at least get native access to Word documents. The other part about Edge is what if adding Edge support, you know, you may not be, a, you may be a Google shop, right? So we use Teams, but we use, uh, what do they call it? Um, God, what are the notes or what, what are they call what whatever they call the little apps on in Google land. Then you can open up an Edge browser, get to your company's documents. Um, yeah, the Crestron is a small one. It's you can think of the Crestron Flex as Rev two of the Lenovo ThinkSmart. So it is it is kind of a, a smaller uh, utilitarian device as opposed to a full desktop replacement. It is kind of the a thing to help you. I think another use case for Teams Display that's really good is now that people are returning to the office, right? So you you built your own space at at home right? For two years. 
Now you're giving up a lot of that space, like the kitchen tables now return to being a kitchen table. <laughs> I like William's comment here. My team's display is good for – I should put these up. Sorry. Um, I'm not producing. There you go. We've got some of these. <laughs> and this one here. Um, so people are now – the kitchen tables return to a kitchen table, but you're still working from home two days a week. So you're now working off a laptop. Uh, maybe you were the whole time, but now if you have a team's display next to you, you can have your all your team's calls here and still have 100% of your screen real estate for your laptop. And then, um, you know, it, it, the the team's display is like this This Crestron is just PoE, right? It's just PoE? Let me check. Yes, one cable, just PoE. So it's easy to, you know, take it off the kitchen table at the end of the day uh, along with your laptop, stuff it in a corner, and then, you know, a day or two later, put it back on the desk. So I think that's a good use uh, as a companion device. So not a desktop replacement, but as a companion device. Um, they've gotten pricier. That thing smart was so cheap. At the end, I think you could get them for 99 You might still be able to get them for $99. Uh, if you want to play with Teams Display, just play, spend the $99, get a thing smart. Uh, know that they're out of support. I think Lenovo has officially canceled the product. So um, what do you, you might get a, a year or two more of firmware updates before then they don't get updated anymore. So keep in mind there's a there's a termination date on the ThinkSmart, but it's a good way to get started. Uh, I think that's all I have to ramble on Ramble Time since nobody joined me today. And the thing, it's disappointing because I, I did talk yesterday on, on Teams Chat with not only our guests, but the co-hosts, Martin and Ruben. Uh, Jimmy has the the COVID, so he's not going to join. And Marin uh, Corrigan, she joins on occasion, but she had a 930 call. So uh, I guess thanks for hanging out. Uh, I don't see any more questions coming in on, on the chat. So bye, everyone. Have a great weekend, and we'll be back in two weeks, hopefully with – more than just me rambling on about uh, things that popped in my head and your questions. So thanks for your questions and uh, have a great weekend, everybody.